This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day to all my girlies. Welcome back to another episode. If you are new, please, 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 please give this podcast a five-star rating, leave a review, send it to a friend, all that good stuff. We're so excited to have you. If you haven't joined the podcast group chat, it's down in the description and come and join. But for today's podcast episode, I am super, super excited about it. I literally just finished having the best conversation with Royce and I am so happy and inspired by everything that she said. And if you're a girly who has been wanting to journal, kind of tap into yourself a little bit more, this is the episode that you need to hear because we have talked so much on this podcast about the importance of really getting to know yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is through journaling. And the way that Royce presents journaling is super down to earth, super simple, super effective. And it's not something that is going to stress you out. And it's not something that's going to make you super scared. And of course, it's a little scary to actually be vulnerable with yourself and get to know yourself. But the WTTC girlies, we know the importance of it. We know that it is the thing that is going to make us grow and make us shine. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, I am super excited for today's guest, Royce Cook, who is the founder of Well Girl. And girly, she's the girl that's going to give us all of our journaling tips. Royce, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you and I'm so excited to have this chat. Before we kind of dive into everything, are you able to kind of give everyone a little brief intro into who you are, what it is that you do, all of that good stuff? Absolutely. So I'm Royce Cook. I am professionally a technical writer and I love my job and being able to communicate these like technical, really complex topics into digestible pieces of information for um, users to action on and to take that and and to do what they need to do. Um, That's professionally Business-wise, I am the founder of Well Girl. We are a wellness brand that is pioneering collaborative journaling through the roses, thorns, and buds technique. And I'm so excited about our mission and what we're doing. Amazing. We love business women on this podcast. We love the girlies that have a passion project and turn it into something that's so badass. So let's kind of talk about that just to start. And what made you want to start Well Girl? Like what was kind of the tipping point that made you think I can actually make this into a business? Yeah. So I started Well Girl last year in January and I created it because I needed my own kind of wellness tools and tips to kind of guide me through what I was going through. I had just finished my master's program and felt very burnt out, felt very disconnected from my own wellness journey. 
and wanted a way to tap back into that. So what I did was I would find journal prompts, aspirations, um, quotes, things like that, um, any type of aspirational or inspirational content um, that I could get my hands on. I used that as fuel to propel me in my own wellness journey and decided to take all of that and put it in a newsletter. And I sent that newsletter out every Sunday. And what started as like a couple women kind of engaging turned into a community that all felt the same way when it came to journaling, um, that it was kind of difficult to start if you didn't know where to get started and how do I stay consistent? So these are the typical pain points that I noticed just in my own community and wanted to create a, a solution for that. I love that. What Was there something kind of in your own wellness journey that made you think I can actually help so many other people? Like, did you have anything that was kind of a big event or something that you were like, this is something I can share with everyone because I know how the fuck to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly with creating roses, thorns and buds and and adapting Mm -hmm. that framework into a journal, right? It was, I found a way that allowed me to be really, really consistent with journaling Mm -hmm. and, and have no pressure around it. Right. Like I wasn't worried about, oh, I'm not staying super consistent or I'm not journaling every single day, it allowed me to practice this and and, and be a part of journaling without the pressure, without the guilt, without, you know, feeling like this was a school paper and I had Mm -hmm. to, you know, it didn't feel like a chore. Journaling felt and still feels like a ritual. It feels like a really beautiful thing, a a self-care that I'm doing for myself every day. That allows me to be really, really honest and open and brave with myself. I feel like that's one of the biggest things when it comes to wellness. And a lot of the reason why people kind of quote unquote fall off track is because then we start to get into this mindset, like we have to do this. And if I don't do this, everything's going to go to shit or like things aren't going to work out. And so the fact that you're able to do something so consistently because you actually love it and you love what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So going back into kind of well girl and the business aspect, what were the first steps that you took from taking the passion project and actually making it into a business and making it into something that all these girls can kind of come to for guidance and advice and all of that? So it it happened really fast. And I like mm-hmm. to tell people it came like as a download. I was just sitting on the couch one evening and got the idea for Well Girl and then the name came through so clearly as well. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped on Canva and just created a logo (laughs) and it was not the best logo, but it was, Mm -hmm. it was good enough for me because I'm like, okay, now what was in my head is now in front of me and I can see it. So yeah, created the logo, then started putting together the newsletter and, you know, that worked for a little bit, but as you know, when you're being more serious about a business, Mm -hmm. the visuals need to look good. The systems need to be proper. Mm -hmm. So I took it from, you know, a little Canva logo to then a full rebrand during the summer of last year and just kind of watched this brand and my brainchild passion project kind of flourish into something. And I, I didn't want to pigeonhole it into like what I wanted it to be at that moment. And I think that's what allowed me to be really successful in it is that I said, well, whatever it's going to turn into, that's what it's going to be. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it grow. However, the community wants it, whatever it wants to be, that's what it's going to be. And I just want to be along for the journey and to support the brand and support the mission and helping. Cause it was bigger than me. It was bigger than me just benefiting from the journal prompts and the quotes and the, the affirmations. It was about sharing this with a group of women, a community of women that were going to be beautifully impacted by journaling and start their own wellness journeys or, you know, tap back into themselves. So I wanted to be very intentional with everything that involved Well Girl. I have to give you so much praise for saying all of that, especially as a business owner, because I think one of the hardest things is when you have a vision for your business and it might not necessarily go in the way that you're thinking because the community adapts to it differently than what you were expecting. And so being able to just be like, I'm just going to let my baby grow and like see where she goes and see what happens and just follow it. I give you so much credit for that because as someone who's so type A, being able to do that is like crazy to me and I love it for you. And it was difficult. And Mm -hmm. I would also consider myself very type A, but I knew with this, I wanted to just, I wanted it to be bigger than me. Totally. I didn't want to like hold it so tightly Mm -hmm. to where it couldn't, it couldn't expand beyond what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And, And so, because once a project leaves your hands, it's, it's up to the community to, to take it and to make it into what they want it to be. So mm-hmm. I'm just really happy that it was received well and that the women are are taking it into their hands and they're taking Well Girl farther than I ever thought it could be. And that, that's just been incredible to witness. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. 
I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Let's talk a little bit about journaling because you're the queen of journaling and I have so many questions for you. But for you personally, how has journaling kind of helped you throughout your life? Yeah. So I've been journaling, you know, for a while now. And Mm -hmm. it was up until last year that I started being really, really honest and brave with myself um, in journaling. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the reasons why it was for me difficult to get started and to stay consistent was there was a lot of that honesty, right? There was a lot of that being Mm -hmm. brave that I wasn't ready to do yet. So I did a lot of healing work still in therapy to learn how to be honest with myself and with my emotions and not be afraid to be curious about them and explore them mm-hmm. because it can be very, it's intimidating to face yourself, you know, right. not just the good, but also the bad that that's mm-hmm. intimidating to do. So journaling and allowing me to like pause and put my feelings and emotions down on paper has been the most incredible thing I've been able to do for myself, the most beautiful self-care act because I'm able to show up every day consistently and pour everything onto the page and then Mm -hmm. reflect on it. Mm -hmm. And even better, I get to go through past entries and I'm, I'm witnessing myself evolve. And that's been the most beautiful like evolution. And it's, again, it's, it's taken time to get there just because being honest with yourself is hard, but it is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, especially about the vulnerability. When I was going through kind of my darkest time in life, I would journal. And for me personally, I never felt like journaling was really helping me that much, especially through that time. And reflecting back on it, it's because I wasn't willing to kind of dig deep and willing to have that honest conversation with myself about what was actually going on at that time. And I was still trying to suppress everything. And looking back, that's probably why I didn't feel like journaling actually helped. I mean, I heard so many people say that it was so therapeutic and beneficial and reflective and all these things. And for me, I was like, I don't think this is helping at all. If anything, I'm just like bored and I don't want to do it. But it's because I wasn't willing to be vulnerable with myself. I wasn't willing to fully understand the situation that I was actually in at that time. Right. For anyone who wants to start journaling, but maybe they're not fully ready to be super vulnerable with themselves, they're kind of just stepping into this slowly. What are some tips or pieces of advice that you would give to them to just kind of like start, I guess just start, like just take that first step? Yeah. So I would recommend 
one, just getting started, right? If, mm-hmm. if journaling at first for you is writing down one word on a piece of paper, you know, that's good yeah. enough. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're good. You know, and, and relieving yourself of the pressure of journaling looking a certain way. And I think on social media, we get really tied into seeing like the romanticized and it's very poetic mm-hmm. and there's calligraphy and the journals are really aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I love all of that. But for someone just getting started, that can seem very overwhelming. That can seem mm-hmm. very um, inaccessible as well. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend just get started. Write one word. Write one word to ex- to describe your entire day and mm-hmm. start there. Some other tips would be to create a calm environment, right? We know that when we have a really calm environment, we're able to express ourselves better I like to journal in nature. I'll go outside and journal or, you know, at night when I'm comfy and cozy with my blankets and bed, I like to journal then. So whatever calm environment you like, Mm -hmm. start there. Breathing. Breathing is important. You should breathe and center yourself when you're journaling. It should be, like you said, very reflective, very um, relaxing. Mm -hmm. So if you feel yourself um, kind of agitated or nervous or angry, try to breathe. Try to breathe and center yourself because all of those emotions and feelings are going to come out on the page. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fine if you're if you're angry and you have angry words, that's fine. <laughs> but we want to make sure that the anger is focused. We want to make sure mm-hmm. it's controlled and it's it's in a way that it allows you to write another tip of setting the intention, right? And that's a big thing. When we start the journaling practice, coming to the page of and being honest and saying, okay, I'm going to journal about this moment, or I'm going to reflect on this moment that happened to me. That's setting the intention. That's being intentional with the journaling practice. So you're getting your, your notebook, you're getting your pen, you have your, your environments set, ready to go. You're breathing. Mm-hmm. And now you're setting the intention of this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm sitting at the, the page. I'm, I'm have my pen, pen in hand and I'm ready to be honest and, and vulnerable. I love what you said, just how journaling can look so different for so many people. And like you said, with social media and people kind of posting how they would journal. And sometimes it's super aesthetically pleasing. You see them sit down for hours and do calligraphy and different color pens and all these things. And so a lot of people who don't necessarily have that aesthetic or have that time in their life think that they can't partake or start to journal because it's not going to look the same. So I love what you said about how you can just sit down and write one word. You can sit down and just write whatever it is that you need to kind of get out. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to have a certain kind of aesthetic or anything like that. Just getting it out and being able to reflect on it later is so helpful. Right. To what you said about looking pretty. Yeah. My Mm -hmm. handwriting in the journal is... (laughs) chicken scratch half the time. Mm-hmm. But I understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I cross words out. I misspell things. And, you know, usually I'd be really critical of myself because I am a professional writer. Mm-hmm. So I love things to be very, you know, spelled correctly. It flows. It's, it's logical. The grammar's great. But with journal writing, you don't have to follow any of those rules. You mm-hmm. can misspell things on purpose. 
you can, <laughs> you know, you can draw, you can whatever self-expression um, that suits you, mm-hmm. that that works. So it doesn't have to, right? It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be proper. It's not a school paper. You're not being mm-hmm. graded. No one's seeing this. You know, if you don't want to want anyone to see it, it's really just you and the journal. It's private, personal, and powerful. Would you recommend for someone to use prompts at the very beginning? Like, would that be something that you would kind of encourage someone, especially if they kind of just don't, they, you tell them to sit and kind of write something and they're like, I don't know what the fuck to write about. Like, I have nothing. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to share. Would you recommend that they kind of use those prompts to just kind of like get in that mindset? And it depends on the prompt. So I'll say yes, if it works for you. Mm-hmm. For me, with the prompts, sometimes they're really advanced. Sometimes mm-hmm. they are like multi-question prompts and they are really deep, right? Mm-hmm. They are re- requiring you to do a lot of exploration, a lot of that shadow work. And that can be a lot at first if you're not used to doing that, if you're not used to writing about, you know, these dark moments or these really painful moments. And sometimes even the prompts are like, you know, very light and easy to, you know, to go with. So if that's the prompt that you're you're writing, that's fine. But I would say just start easy. Start with just a word or start with maybe this thing happened today and I want to talk about it a little more in my journal. Or someone mm-hmm. said this to me today and I just want to kind of flush that out and see what, like, what was that actually? Or I experienced this emotion today and I want to know more about that and what triggered me to experience that emotion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could freehand journal, there's, you know, gratitude journaling, there's all different types. And I think what what will help you get started is finding what works for you, finding whatever mm-hmm. method works for you and establishing your why for journaling because your why is going to help you to stay consistent. Kind of going off of what you just said about your why, and I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what are some of the benefits of journaling? I mean, if someone were to listen to this, why would we tell them that they should journal? Yeah. Journaling helps you pause, right? Our lives are so busy and most times we don't get the opportunity to just pause and and stop and reflect. And so when we keep going and going and going and not pausing in between to really take in what we're, what we're experiencing, we're not giving ourselves a chance to be curious about ourselves. And that level of, and, and that self-exploration piece of life, we're, we're not getting that. We're not getting that if we don't journal. When you do journal and it is consistent, you learn so much about yourself And that's the really beautiful thing that I've experienced is I feel more connected to myself because I pause to reflect on things that happened. And I take that as evidence and as like a, like a guidebook or navigation for how I'm going to go about the rest of my life. You know, when I have proof that, okay, this was a really hard moment, but I overcame it and I journaled about it. I documented how I was feeling, how I overcame it. That gives me a guide for, okay, if I experience that thing again, I know how to overcome it. Mm -hmm. And I have proof that I overcame it because I'm on the other side. I absolutely love that. I've talked a ton on this podcast about how 
you have to be your own best friend. And at the end of the day, you have to be your number one supporter. You have to get to know yourself and you have to like yourself, honestly, like in the best way possible. (laughs) You have to actually like really like who you are. And I honestly agree. I think journaling is a great way to one, boost your own confidence to know like I went through a really hard, shitty time and look at me now, I've overcame it. Because sometimes we try and block out those moments Um, and so having kind of on paper step-by-step of like what happened and being like, okay, look at me now, such a great way to one, get to know yourself better, but also just build that confidence in yourself and your own abilities. Yeah. The building confidence piece is so good because even with like starting well girl and as, as a business owner, Mm -hmm. things come up. Right. It feels like totally. half the time you're you're a firefighter. You're you're putting out fires every day. <laughs> Always. You know? Yeah. And so in the process of me creating Well Girl and, and creating this journal, I would write down and document my experiences. So I would write down my wins for the day, my roses, or and then my thorns, things that, you know, really tried to crush me that day. Mm-hmm. And then my buds, things that I was really hopeful for in the coming weeks. And as a business owner, having that RTB method gave me so much faith and confidence that I can actually do this because it felt like I was defying gravity in a way, doing something so incredibly big and beyond myself that it, it you need proof sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need that evidence of like, can I actually do this? Right. Am I actually making progress? Am I moving the needle? Am I, am I, am I actually doing this? And so having my journal, my RTV journal provide that proof and that evidence that I can actually do this was the main reason why I think I kept going because it got really, really tough at times and it still is really tough (laughs) and that doesn't change in business, Mm -hmm. but to have that kind of companion piece of your journal and reminding yourself of, okay, this was a really tough time. This was a thorn, but I overcame it and look Mm -hmm. at me now. So why can't I do that again? Exactly. Okay. Let's get into the RTB method. Let's get into literally the way that you journal and the roses, thorns, and bud method that you have. Walk us through one, what it is and how you can use it kind of in your everyday life. Yeah. So the Roses, Thorns, and Buds method was adapted by, um, well, actually adopted by the Boy Scouts of America. And they Mm -hmm. would go out in the field and they would document the things that they were experiencing. They would document the highlights, the roses. um, They would document the low points, the thorns, and things that they learned, the buds. Mm And they come back and they'd share this knowledge. And what they were doing was they were they were creating like this forum for information that everyone could kind of relate and kind of be in collective about. So taking that method, a lot of UX teams, UX is user experience, they, ta- mm-hmm. they use this method as part of their retrospectives when they um, review their designs. So teams will come together and they'll collaborate on like what's working, what's not working, and what can we mm-hmm. iterate on. And so I got into that method because I did some UX design work in the past and and thought that this was an amazing way to go about journaling because it touches on all the aspects in such Mm -hmm. an easy way, in such a simple way that anybody could do it. And it was collaborative, which I loved the most because you can bring someone into this healing journey with you. And that piece is, I, I think, helps a lot of people kind of overcome 
getting started, mm-hmm. that intimidation and that kind of nervousness with journaling fades away when you have an accountability partner, mm-hmm. a friend, a family member, a partner that kind of is with you on that journey. So what, so the roses are the good things that yeah. happen for the day? Like yeah. how, like how does someone break that down in their journal? Yeah. So your roses are your high points, um, anything positive, small wins, achievements, celebrations. That's, mm-hmm. Those are all your roses. Your thorns are going to be things that you're frustrated about, painful moments, something um, bad that happened, um, something, anything that's negative, those are going to be your thorns. Then you end with on a positive note with your buds. Your buds are new ideas, opportunities, goals. Um, if there's a thorn that you want to work in your in your bud section, if you want to explore that more in a more positive way, that's mm-hmm. what you do in your bud, bud section. So it just creates like this really holistic view of your of your day and categorizes it, which mm-hmm. is the best. So you can kind of see exactly like where you're at in your journaling experience. I love that. I love that so much, especially even, I don't know what it is, but even just taking something shitty that happened in your day and calling it a thorn, like, I don't know what it is about that, but it almost like dissipates kind of that negativity surrounding it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know if that's just like a me thing, but. I love using this language of rose thorn bud because one, it helps me communicate to my friends and my family. We Mm -hmm. have this shared language now. So we'll say, oh, this happened today. Oh, is that a thorn? (laughs) Or, -hmm. oh, this thing really great happened today. Oh, that's a rose. Write that down. That's a rose. So we we use this language now, and it does make things a little bit easier to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it puts it into this idea of like, okay, these are all my thorns. These are all my buds. These are my roses. And it helps you see the day as, okay, well, there were some shiny happy moments of the day. It wasn't all bad. Mm-hmm. And half the time we we always, we we go to the bad moments and we think, okay, the day was terrible. Nothing happened, yeah. you know, nothing good happened today. And so when we think about it and we, we take time to practice gratitude, when we think about our small wins, we're like, okay, it wasn't the worst day ever. Things happen, bad things happen, but it wasn't a bad day. When you're journaling, you mentioned it's important to kind of be calm and mindful. Do you have any tips for anyone to kind of like get into that? I know you talked about kind of having a calm environment, but just getting into that mindfulness, because I know for me, it's really tough for me to sit down and just let my mind kind of be clear and just focus on one thing. I'm constantly thinking about all these other things that have to happen. And so do you have any tips or any guidelines for anyone who might also be struggling with that? Yeah. If you are new to journaling and you sit there and you're like, okay, I have a lot of ideas and and thoughts are coming in my mind. It's similar to, I think, people's issues with meditation, right? Oh, Sitting there was, and- I was going to use that as, as an example too and be like, <laughs> I can't meditate. It's really difficult for people to just, yeah. just sit there and, and just quiet their mind. So mm-hmm. if that's you, if you have issues with quieting your mind, I say embrace that. Let it, mm-hmm. let the thoughts, let because the more you focus on trying to slow them down and stop them, mm-hmm. actually, I think the opposite's going to happen because now you're focusing more on it. So mm-hmm. if they come, let them come, invite them in, invite them in, and then be curious about them, write about them. If you're having a thought about, oh, okay, 
I am journaling, but I'm also very hungry and I'm thinking about dinner. Maybe write about dinner. Let mm-hmm. in, invite that thought in because that, you know, you don't have to shoo it away at all. Invite it into the process, journal about it, document about it, because that might actually become a bigger conversation. That's honestly so true. I mean, a lot of the time people say when it comes to meditation or journaling, you have to fully quiet your mind. But I love that you're saying if you have those thoughts, have them and work through them. Because again, that's one of the best ways to get to know yourself. Why am I having these thoughts? Why am I thinking about dinner 24 seven? Like what, like, like, what is it? Like, what do I need to kind of look at from a different angle and kind of see why this is coming up for me? all the time. Maybe I need to change up my dinners or like, who knows, you know? So my other question is a lot of the girlies that listen to this podcast, they're always on the go. They always have stuff that they need to do. And they might think that journaling isn't for them because they don't have 45 minutes or 20 minutes to sit down and just focus on this one thing. So do you have any advice or any other alternatives for any of the girls who kind of don't have very much time or they might just feel like they don't really have the mental energy to sit down and journal? So with journaling, I understand that like a lot of people don't have the time to fit it in, which Mm -hmm. is the reason why I love um, Roses, Thorns, and Buds as it allows you to to create that space. It's actually based on habit stacking. So mm-hmm. if your habit at the end of the evening is to call your friends and to call your family, placing journaling on top of that allows you to ease into the practice better. And for me, it was like I would call my friends and I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to like bring out my journal and to express myself or to document things that they're saying and and go about it that way. But there's also methods like micro journaling. And that would be just, again, writing quick notes about the day. You could mm-hmm. do a voice note recording, which is really nice. I know a lot of girls that do that and find a lot of benefit from just hearing their voice. Visuals, drawing, art, that type of thing, bullet journaling, any type of creative journaling helps if you're on the go or just mindful breathing right? Mm -hmm. With journaling, a lot of the benefit comes from the slowing down, the pausing. And so you can kind of replicate that or or do something similar to that just by being mindful of your breathing. Also with roses, thorns, and buds, you don't have to write them down. Sometimes I think about like, just in my mind, like, oh, that was a rose today, or that was a thorn today. But Mm -hmm. just even stopping to think about it, is that slowing down? Is that reflection without me even having to pull out the journal? For me, when I was younger and kind of lived in a city where I had to drive a lot more than I do now, a lot of the time when I would be in the car, I would just talk things out, talk them out loud. And I'd be like, wow, I'm having a really great day. And then I would talk through so many things that were just kind of random, but just came into my head and I would talk it out. And for me, that would almost be my form of journaling, like not necessarily having to write it down, but taking those times to just be mindful of what was going on in my environment, how I was feeling, and just letting it out and then kind of hearing it back. Yeah. Yeah. I talk to myself a lot (laughs) in a non-creepy way. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely helped. It helps you to Mm -hmm. like, like verbalize what you're feeling. And then I'll ask myself questions like, okay, well, why am I feeling that way? What happened? Why did that thing happen? 
but not in a critical way. I'm not being critical. I'm being right. curious. So I'm letting myself kind of be in this state of curiosity in the state of, you know, ease and calm without being like, this thing happened. Why didn't it happen this way? Or this should have been this way. It's, it's yeah. none of that. It's, it's just really being very careful and gentle and, and, and yeah, careful with myself and with what I'm saying, because we know words are so powerful that we want to be mindful of what we're saying and then how we're saying it. There's something so therapeutic about just asking yourself questions and just getting to know the way that you think a little bit more because everyone's so different and just getting to know kind of your almost, I guess, strength and weaknesses in life. Like it's kind of nice. It's just nice to get to know how you react to things, why you think you would react to these and how it has just navigated different aspects of your life. But I love what you said about habit stacking your journaling. And I feel like it's something that if you want to do it, you have to make the effort to do it. You have to add it into your routine in some way. So what are some of the steps or tips that you have to kind of like build that consistency? And what strategies have you used to kind of make this a part of your day-to-day life? Yeah. So for me, when I was starting, I did, I started small. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have this unrealistic expectation about what I wanted my journaling routine to be. I just started small and that was really a, a one word a day. And I would go from there and I would build up and build that confidence. Choosing a time is really important, similar to choosing a good location and environment, choosing a mm-hmm. time that works for you. Sometimes like I'll journal in the morning or I'll journal in the evening, whatever suits me that day, that's fine. But choose a time that works for you. Creating a ritual is important as well. I'll light a candle or I'll make tea or I'll do something that makes it feel like, okay, I'm setting the intention. I am journaling. I'm in my journaling mode. Phone is on DND. I'm ready to explore. Then keeping it accessible. I like to have my journal right beside my nightstand. So that makes it really easy for me. And then the pen as well. So because if you can't find your pen, you can't. Yeah. So <laughs> I like to have everything right there. So when I'm ready to journal, I there's no barriers to me starting. Setting realistic goals is important. What do you want this to be for you? Right? What's your why? What are your goals with journaling? What do you what do you want your transformation to be? Once we understand like what do we want to get out of it? It makes it that much easier to get started because we know where we want to go with it. Mix it up is important. Sometimes you might want to do gratitude journaling. You might want to do morning pages. You might want to do just drawing as a form of journaling. So whatever helps you kind of keep it interesting is really important. The RTV journal keeps it really interesting. If you're kind of feeling stale in your journaling routine right now, maybe add that in as a way to mix things up because we don't want it to feel like a chore. And when it starts mm-hmm. to feel like a chore, then then that's when the consistency starts to, to fade away. Um, reflecting on the benefits, making sure we're understanding why, what am I benefiting? Like, how is this going to help me? What benefits am I receiving from this? Anxiety, you know, may feel reduced or anything like that. Your depression might, you know, feel a little bit easier to manage. So focusing on the benefits that you're receiving is is really key to staying consistent and also for getting started. Because if you know what you're going to receive from it, usually Mm -hmm. people are like, okay, I want those benefits. I'm going to get started. Celebrating milestones. 
if you got through one week of journaling, celebrate Mm -hmm. that. That's actually your rose, right? That's something that you should be proud of. Even if it's just, okay, you journaled one day, you started the first day, that's a milestone and be really proud of that. Journaling is not easy. You know, it's not easy to show up in that way every day or consistently and face yourself. So you should be really proud of whatever milestone you accomplish with journaling and then adapt to the changing needs, right? Mm -hmm. You might find that journaling one way works for you, but in a few weeks or months, you might want to change up the entire thing and do something completely different. Embrace that, invite that change. Don't feel like you have to stay stagnant or stay one way with journaling. It can evolve to suit you. I love that you said kind of evolve the journaling because I think that that's one of the hardest things to fully grasp, especially if you start out a certain way and you as a person probably changes as you kind of go through it. And so the way that you want to journal, it might change as well. And I feel like when people start to feel their method of journaling might change, that might be when they fall off of journaling as a whole, because they kind of think, what I was doing no longer suits me. And instead of changing it, they just decide to kind of let it completely go. Right. Right. So that is everything that I have to ask you. I have loved having you on this podcast. I feel like so many of the girls that listen to it are going to get so much knowledge and guidance and benefits from everything that you have said. And I've loved chatting with you. But before we end it, where can everyone find you? So what are your socials? Where can they get journals? Everything like that. Yeah, you can follow us at WellGirl on Instagram. All our resources to our Substack and where to buy the journal on Amazon are linked in our bio. I love that. A one, one-stop shop. Hey, <laughs> I try to keep it <laughs> Making easy. it easy for the girls. I love I it. <laughs> Well, Royce, it was so good to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much. This was lovely. I love being here. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, if you loved it, please leave a positive five-star review. And I love you guys and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.